Ah, gotcha. Yeah, you guys know what that theme song is from? That's from the early days of PDR Tool Time when I was on there with John Hiley, Vince D'Alessandro, Daniel Grom. Yeah, this is a good, that's an old, old intro right there. All right, man. Well, listen, what is crack a lacking, everybody? I know you guys are going to have a great, great show here because I'm going to be, this is one of those podcasts where I try to cover a lot about a little and I'm not going to go too long. At least I'm going to try not to go too long in each uh, subject. So I'd like to talk about uh, year of the handle. I definitely think it is something that, uh, that uh, it is needs to be addressed big time. And we'll talk about that. That's probably be the longest topic. We're going to talk about the Anson open house. How was it? What did you miss? Just a little bit. I know PDR tool time has, uh, has had a recap. I didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast, so I'm just going to give you my own take without thinking I'm going to run over something there. So it'll just be my take anyways, if I do say something that they already mentioned. And uh, we'll just go from there. I don't really have something because I'm, I'm actually in probably Minnesota right now. Actually, I am. If it's Thursday, which you will be listening to this, I'm already here. I'm ready at the Stainliner event. Uh, I'm excited to be here, and I'd love to tell you guys when I get back. I, it depends on how much time I got. I may give you guys a, an early podcast about how it was quickly, have a double podcast, but I don't know. Don't hold your breath, uh, especially with all this traveling and stuff like that. Probably won't, but if I get a wild hair up my butt or I get something that, that I uh, have time for, I will definitely try to do too. All right, so what we're going to talk about is uh, let's talk about yeah, let's yeah, yeah, let me show you here. Before I get into those other two topics, I'm going to talk about recap on Crown releasing and f- Metal Flow. And the reason why I'm bringing it up real quick is because I'm recently I'm editing a video, and I'll probably be editing already on the plane. But I found something that's really interesting. So I had this. I sped up one of my clips as I was uh, tapping down. By the way, I was using a a uh, uh, swivel, not not call it a swivel, but a pivot tip. <laughs> you know, I talked to Haynes Freeman all at Anson, and he says, "Do not call them swivel tips." And and here I am accidentally saying swivel, and I hadn't even thought about swivel. But anyways, I was using a pivot tip. And uh, if you ha- if you can imagine, if you uh, I'll put the link on the below of this. But I think you've guys seen it. A lot of it's like a big wide blue cap. Looks like a flat cap, blue one, maybe a nickel size. And it goes on like a top of an R4, kind of like a cherry cap wood, but just 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 kind of picture like a, a nickel size flat blue thick tap down. Really nice. Anyhow, so I'm using that to tap down this crown, this nasty body line. Well, I didn't say it's, it's not too nasty. It's probably between 1 and 10, uh, 10 being the hardest. It's probably a 6 or 7, you know, somewhere out there. Six, let's, go, let's call it a 6.5 body line now they they are not easy by any means for a person who doesn't understand how to read crowns or or um, uh, know how to unlock pressure and metal flow it's definitely a hard hard debt but here's the deal so i was doing my edit and i decided to kind of like scrub through the clip which means basically kind of like really go fast forward backwards and forward 
And I noticed as I was tapping down little by little, and when I sped it up, you could see not only the crown going down, but the dent coming up. So not only could you see the crown going down, you could see the dent going up. And that proved what we've all been saying about metal flow is when you release crowns, the pressure, it wants to go back towards the center. And that center is going to naturally want to come back up because you are, you are allowing the metal flow to go back to its natural place. Everything goes back naturally. And that's what helps prevent you from making highs in your dents. And like we've mentioned before in the other podcast, you've got to find out if it's crown dominant or low dominant. And sometimes it's both because you have to work both. So the reason I'm bringing that that up is because that video will be up on Dent Trainer. Now, some of you guys have been telling me, which we had a little bit of a server error on here because we have a lot of traffic on there, but uh, you guys were not able to view the videos. Not, at least the latest ones that came out. So I apologize for that. We are actually making sure that's all working properly. We've got a tech guy on it already. And we're just going to make sure that everything's going to be working fine. And I do apologize for any, uh, if you had any uh, issues with the latest videos. So I'm saying that because to confirm what we've been talking about before on the crown releasing a metal flow is that you'll find this video not only interesting with that, but the video also pertains to standliner tools, which is the event I'm at right now. And it show I'm showing how I'm using the killer whale tail, different tools that you would not normally use besides the typical soft tip, midpoint, sharp tip procedure. And at the end of this video, I actually go over the, the older ways I used to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not extinct. I still use that technique, the soft tip, midpoint, sharp tip, or different tap downs or different R4s and the ultra soft tip. Those are the two tips I pretty much use to tap down and push with. Crowns, that is. So I'm going to get to another tool about Anson in just a second here because that leads me to another thing. I told you I'm going to jump from topic to topic. So look out for that on Dent Trainer. It's going to be real cool. I'll probably put a nice little trailer out too as well where you'll learn something on there, but you'll want to definitely watch the whole thing. So it brings me to another aspect. Uh, let's, let's jump into Anson's event. Uh, first of all, and you guys probably heard this before, but I can't tell you enough if you have not met the people at Anson. I'm talking uh, everybody. I'm talking the team of Anson. The, the crew, the Christina, Craig, Biggs, can't say enough. He gave me a cool little gift, and I do appreciate that, Mr. Biggs. I do. Chris, Curtis, I mean, and all the other people, and they're just... What I'm getting at is they made it really special. Everybody treats you like like you've they've known you for 20 years. And with open arms, no judges, no judgmental. You're just when you go there, it's a different feel. So um 
it's kind of hard to imagine, but if you're going to imagine and you've never uh, been around these type of people, well, you're kind of that. That's where you're missing out too, as well. So, you, you, besides the tools and everything, it was a great event, and I, I really enjoyed myself along with other people. So here's a here's the deal. What I took back from there, um, not only obviously new tools, but uh, the just another sense of camaraderie and uh, people being on the same page, sharing stories. It's kind of like a mini MTE, um, but obviously more personable. I think. So let's get into something about crowns again that I l- couldn't wait to share is because I call it, I think it's like a crown killer for sure. It is a dedicated blending hammer and it's Endeavor's new blending hammer. Now it isn't your typical hard steel tap down. Matter of fact, it's not really technically I'd call it a blending hammer specifically, but it is definitely for whacking crowns down, obvious highs, and guess what? I think it's a great, great training hammer if you want to blend and you're not sure, but you're scared to use a regular blending hammer because of the mistakes that you'll make. Well, you probably want the Endeavor double-sided rubber tip. It kind of looks like a mini mallet, but way more sophisticated with kind of like almost like a fat eraser ends, but really nicely shallow. Really good. And that's, uh, I think that's, that's going to be a great blending hammer or ham- I keep saying blending. I guess you could call it a blending hammer, but cause you are blending with it, but it is definitely a crown killer hammer. So check their, check their site out. You'll love that. Next thing is, is the two wedges. What do you mean? What two wedges? Well, two lighted wedges. So I saw both of them. I saw one, I saw practically, I guess the, the finished or almost finished proto, uh, prototypes. One's from Hudson, one's from Josh Randolph, and I guess a co- um, collaboration with Edgy Tools. So what's my opinion? What's my take on those? I honestly think that from what I see that they are both phenomenal wedges, okay? They are great. And... And uh, the, how much light they'll give right now, based on what I saw, and I guess they're having a little bit of problems with the edgy tools and the Josh's, is the brightness. But that I, I, I did see that it was kind of flickering brighter and, and lighter. But obviously, that was the, that's the prototype. Uh, Hudson's was definitely like a spotlight going. I mean, it was bright and clear light going down and outside of the edges to give a really nice... Uh, brightness to it I could see how bright it's going to be down going down the window and it's really um, I would I'd say simple but it's moderately built well and in a simple way it just doesn't have too much crap going on to it and supposedly he's going to sell it for $30 and that's I think anybody can afford that so that's a hell of a cool little invention now, as far as edgy tools, let me get to what the, what I saw about that. Again, this is not this is not no final products, guys, because I know they're both still final touching things. So the edgy tools, besides the brightness at that point of time, and they already addressed that it's going to be brighter than what we saw at the show. The thing about this one, it does look a lot more polished as far as the looks of it, as far as the 
I'd say, uh, the, the, how can I say this? I, I, the, um, I guess what is the purpose of this, of that wedge? Is it going to be bright enough and, and be able to do kind of like what Hudson's is doing? I'm not sure. That's yet to be seen. One thing I can tell you that I like about that wedge, though, is it does have notches in it because we all know how important if you were going to use it as a real wedge, which I'm sure most of you will, you want it to stay in there so that he does have notches in there and that should help uh, prevent that from, from sliding out. Now, my personal slotted wedge that has notches for it is the Carl Stuckey one, but that doesn't have a light in it. And that one is my go-to wedge. Probably in my situation, what I do, if I have either one of those, which I'm sure I will have one of each, is I'll probably use it to see what the braces are, probably, which is going to be perfect. And, I'll pro- and then I'll use my normal wedges. That's just me. But I will definitely be using those wedges. They will come in handy regardless. So that's my take on, on those new wedges that are coming out. Far, let's see what else tools did I see. Oh, Blim was there. Blim was there. And let me tell you something about Blim. They are, you probably knew guys. They're kind of like a secret tool company. You know, you, you have to be in the game for a little bit to know about them. And I think that's changing right now with them. They didn't make a huge amount of tools. And the history with that is those guys used to own A1 at one point. And then they broke off. Had I guess they had an agreement. They went and sell tools for a certain amount of time, and then they went uh, back making tools, but not a lot, not a lot of marketing. You know, old school type of hey, you know, you know, networking. This guy, they know this guy, they know that. That's that's how it used to work. And they had one of the. And we're going to get to this topic later on too, as well. They had the best handles, and they still do today, of PDR tools. They were way ahead. These, these handles have been out for at least 10 years. And honestly, they're really comfortable. Way ahead of their time before they got to, before, before they're really popular now. We're going to get to that topic. But besides blend tools, I mean, they, they're starting to come out with a new type of tools. I was really happy to see um, Mark and meet him. He's a big boy too. He's about six three, two, two something. Not small, but very humble. Very humble. I wouldn't want to make Mark mad. Let's just put it that way. But like I said, super nice guy. Check them out. Blemtools.com. I think that's the website. If not, again, I'll have the link on the bottom, but I, I am pretty sure I've been there tons of times. Blemtools.com. They make great tools. And uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna like that. We'll we'll get into Mark. We'll have Mark come in here sometime, and uh, maybe we can pick his brain on what what's going on. All right, so let's get into handles. I want to talk about handles, man. And before we get into handles, right now, uh, keep in mind if you are planning to go to the event in Canada, please. There are some uh, seats left. Go to pdrrepairsecrets.ca. Check it out. I'll be out there teaching about some new marketing skills. And boy, have I learned a lot just in three months 
or a couple months about what's next. What do you need to do? And we're going to bring it to you, of course, in Mega Media event. We will announce that as in mid-October. And then before we get way ahead of ourselves, we'll talk about MTE. Is it going to be worth going? How's the venue? What's my thoughts? I've been to South Point. So we'll talk about that too on another podcast coming up, okay? So we'll get to, now we're going to, to handles. Ladies and gentlemen, handles are so important. Like I said, Blam has probably, especially their T-handle, probably one of the most comfortable handles on the market. Plastic with rubber around it. For the, you, you sweaty hand guys like myself and we're working, it's not stabbing you in the palm of your hand. The tool's not too small. It's year of the handles, everybody. And now, and instead of everybody working on, you know, creating a new type of tip tool or tool or whatever, it's got to be handles now. If I was a tool company myself, I'd be concentrating on handles like a mofo. Not just coming out with one type of design. I know it's easier said than done because I'm not I'm not a tool owner. But if you listen, there's 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 holes that need to be filled. We've been using the same closed loop handles for three decades now, man. That has to be some of the most important thing what you do. When you pick up a tool, what do you do? Let me visualize this. You're picking up a tool. Hey, man, check out this tool. And I just give it in you, give it to you right there, and you take it. What are you looking at? You're looking at two things, right? And then the first two things, I'm talking, it's a 50-50 chance, whatever you're doing first. But I guarantee you, subconsciously, you're always thinking about how does it feel in my hand. And that's where it starts with the handle. Because subconsciously, you want it to be comfortable in your hand. Then you start glowing, going, looking at the tip, feeling the tip, right? And probably the third thing you're doing is looking for how stiff it is. Is it rigid? Can you bend it? Is it a bendable tool? Will it stay? Does it look like it's going to rust? Does it, is, it, is it polished? What's it made out of? Those are the secondary thoughts, right? But you want to know how it feels in your hand and how it looks and how it's going to function. Everything else is secondary. If the tool, if you have two identical tools that do the same thing, eventually you, I mean, not eventually, you're going to go with what's more comfortable. So what I'm getting at is the tool manufacturers, to me personally, look at, look at, okay, A1 does it in a way, if you think about it. A1 makes a Quicksilver version and a looped version, which is smart because you're going to pay more for the handle because they have a lot of, cost into the handle right and then they've got the looped handle which some of you guys don't really care but eventually the tools will matter when you have been doing it 10 15 20 30 years you're on a hail job for 10 15 hours a day those things matter they matter a lot hand fatigue plays a part arthritis carpal tunnel because you are you are unnaturally grabbing something if it's too small you're gripping too tight or if it's gouging your hand you don't know it you mean you don't sit there and go oh this hurts my hand you're not thinking that but 
over time doing the same motions, twisting, twisting, twisting. Eventually, your hand gets fatigued. Handles need to be cool too, man. I mean, like, that's where your hand goes. It should, it should be like, fits your hand like a glove, these, these handles. We've been in the game long enough. We should be able to come out with some really good handles these days. Something that's really, really good. Now, I'm going to give some credit here because TDN has really made a huge effort into their new handles that they have. I got to give it to them. Those com- they are comfortable, and it's all plastic. Nothing's like sharp or gouging in your hand. It's actually really, really well made. But we all need to make sure that the handles can kind of fit uniform. Now, look at John Hiley now. He's, he came up with a tool that goes, the handle goes over, or excuse me, replaces the typical, you know, the A1 handles and the tequila handle, ratchet handle ones. They have a really good ratchet in them, but if you take off that that hammer, I mean, excuse me, that handle, handle, I can't even talk right now, the handle, because it has, it's mainly it's short and it's got a ball on the end and it kind of stabs your palm. So John came out with a handle that you can replace that. Take that off, leave the obviously the the mechanism in there, and this thing slips over the mechanism. It's pretty cool, and you can extend it. It's pretty nice. Actually, it's really damn nice. I'm very, very impressed with John's uh, new tool. See, and he has jumped on it. He said, look, we we need to stop being uncomfortable. And I agreed with him. I told him years ago, I was thinking the same thing. I would love to to redesign. It's Honestly, it's going to matter of two things. Do the tool manufacturers give a crap? Because they have to somewhat... I want to say this, and because I, I, I feel in some cases that some tool companies, they're losing their touch. They're losing their, their drive. You know, if, if you lose your drive, get somebody in there who can do it for you. Or, or listen, or at least contact people. Because growing as a, any company is that you've got to learn to take some criticism and either you're going to make it better or you won't, or you'll just die out. Now, this isn't a lecture on anybody. I just, I'm just looking at things that, that change. It's either you stay evolving or you die. That's, that's how it goes. And you have to have a lot of commitment. And you do have to listen to your customers, your techs. And I'm not speaking just for... You know, I'm not just saying, hey, change the industry. I'm not. I'm, but I know most of you agree with those, with those things about the handle, how it feels, and what you look at is the tip. It's exciting, man. It's year of the handles. I know a lot of tool companies are actually working on new types of handles. Heck, I would even love to see a fatter version of the Quicksilver like A1 has, a, just a little bit fatter. And that, that would be awesome. Or sell that handle and let us put whatever we want system on it. If everything could interchange amongst each tool companies, it would be badass, man. I mean, it would be, be really badass. 
Now, I do it somewhat in a way. You guys know that. I take the tools and I'll go to Ultra and I'll have them cut it off and put an octagon on. And then any handle that I'd liked from a different company, I'll just have them put my quick release, put a quick release on there. And then I can use any, any tool from any company. That's how I do it. But handles are, are huge. I think it's, it's going to matter a lot for a lot of people. And I think they'll, it'll sell tools. It, um, it's, it's, it's just kind of like your wand, like your blending hammer. Anyways, I don't know. Hey, look at this. The woman. She's doing here. Mom. Where are you? I'm doing the podcast. Oh, you're doing the podcast? Why are you whispering? I'm not whispering. Oh, who are you doing the podcast with? You. What? I'm going to do a podcast tonight? I'm calling you right now. I'm recording. Yeah, okay, you little crap. No, I am. I'm calling you right now. That's cool. I swear to God, I'm recording. I'm recording you as I'm calling you. Why are you recording me? Because how did you? What? what did you think of? What did you think of of Anson? Do I think Anson? Yeah. What did you think I of think the event? It's awesome. You know, you know I think you had a. Awesome. I think you had a better time than I did. No, I think you did. Because you're like a social butterfly. How was the, what did you think of the tool event? And then what did you think of, you know, the, the camaraderie? Did you like the uh, the networking or talking to people? Or what did you do? You don't have me on podcast. I do. I swear. <laughs> okay. What hey, stop sucking eggs. It's time for PDR Tech Tips. <laughs> the woman she's on herself right here yeah welcome welcome Mary Toledo hey stop sucking it that thing is still alive I think still alive yeah that's what you're gonna do today that's your topic for your podcast uh well you know it was uh it was handles you're the handles and went on and stuff like that so I thought you were already done. You're just starting? No, I'm just finishing up. But you called. Okay. Anyway. Bye. All right. I'm not going to make this podcast too much longer. It's kind of a quick one this week, and I hope you guys got some details and good stuff out of that. If I forgot to talk about a topic on anything, and then I'll catch it next week. But look out for that, that tutorials coming out. You're going to really like it. And then you'll obviously know it's out when I put a trailer out about it. And I think you'll find it interesting. And uh, Miles, since we are since we are going old school, we're going to go old school with the outro of the PDR Tool Time podcast. Hey, go check them out too as well. PDRtooltime.com. That's their website. Look out for John Hiley's uh, tactical podcast too as well. And PDR College. I know Chris, the crew over at Dentless, they've got uh, their podcast. I think it's PDR Workshop, so check that out. If I'm missing anybody, please hit me up. Let me know. I will try to do my best to give a shout out. All right? I'll talk to you guys later. See you on the next podcast. <laughs>